Guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. Uh, episode 86. We, we've been doing this for, for uh, you know, every week for almost two years. So we, we yeah. had a lot of amazing guests. P, how, how you doing, man? It's Friday, no, not Sunday. It's, it's Friday. Friday. It's Friday up, and we are in the building for sure. Absolutely. Right. How was your work week, man? Exhausting. I swear I could not wait till this day comes. I'm telling Man. you. Couldn't yeah, wait but, for it. But hey, at least we have a job, roof over our head. I mean Oh, absolutely. A lot of a lot absolutely. of times, you know, I, I find myself complaining about a lot of little things to my coworkers and to my friends. But at the end of the day, we are so fortunate, right, to be number one in this amazing country of the United States and have this opportunity to play with watches right i mean this is such a luxury right, right, right. none of us need these little objects and you know, no. the fact that we could buy them and play with them and flip them and it's amazing even if they're yes, homage watches or citizen watches or your rolex watches it doesn't matter i mean and they're all luxury in my opinion you don't need them right. you know <laughs> absolutely but man i i you know we we keep uh, being uh, members of the community and fans of the community, and and this guy that that we have for you uh, today, he has such a such a good energy to him that when I when I saw his channel, I immediately followed him. Yes. I was like, yes, this guy is awesome. He's always happy. He always brings a smile to my face, and this is what what this is all about, right? Watch collection right. should be fun, not snobby. And unfortunately, we have that too, but we don't bring those people yeah. around here. So, Pete. Without further ado, let's do the intro of our of our of our guest, please. Yo, this guy is one state over from me, okay? Right across the border, you know what I mean? This guy, he has a YouTube channel, chilling, ch ch ch, ch chilling with watches. You understand? Let's give it up for the homeboy Pete in the building. <laughs> Oh, thanks, guys. I've been waiting for hey, that. Hey. I was so looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank yeah. you so much for agreeing to come on. I know it's, uh, we've been playing, uh, you know, uh, uh, phone tag, if you will, you know, and, and, and like you're not yeah. available and we're not available. And then finally we made it happen. So so welcome. Yeah, no, the pleasure is all mine, man. It's an honor. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Awesome. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, before we get started, I've been forgetting as of late to do the wrist check. We're like in the middle of the episode. I'm like, oh, I forgot to do the wrist check. I'm curious to see what you guys are wearing. So, Pete, what no, are you wearing? You can't forget the wrist check. Come on, I know. Man. I always do, man. <laughs> Gee, I get so excited to have the guests and, you know, and uh, yeah, but I, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Wrist check. <laughs> you got it. Okay, we got it. So it's me and my buddies. We have a, a saying and a hashtag. The Fridays are for the dude. So, you know, on proper Friday, I'm wearing the scuba dude. Hell yeah. As you do. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice watch, man. I saw it on your IG today and I was like, you yeah, know what? Yeah, it's the same one I posted on Instagram. Yeah. Right? So it, did, it didn't come with that uh, Jubilee, I'm assuming you. No, I had to make those end links myself and everything. <laughs> Mm. wow it looks amazing okay. man because I, I was like every time i see a scuba dude or, or one of those boss tech watches uh it, they always look a little eh, not so great you know yeah, but when people well, modify that too <laughs> yeah i mean they are that too you got to put up with a lot of idiosyncrasies to wear a vostok but they're also a ton of fun that's cool i mean for the money and for what they represent and everything i mean i mean it's cool you know, it's it's exactly. cool, and it's it's one of those watches that my in my opinion that if you know, you know, and if you're in the community, you know. And they're they're even yeah, though yeah. they're so quirky, 
they're respected by the community. But if you don't know anything about that brand, when you get it and you pull out the crown, you think your watch is broken, right? So yeah, what's wrong <laughs> with could, this thing? What uh, <laughs> refund? No, so that's cool, man. I, I that's... did that with my first Vostok too. I'm sure everybody has. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. All right, P Ross, I know what you're rocking. Show the world new piece you just got right there. Very Frederick nice. Constant. Open oh, heart. Yeah, that's the open heart. I saw that on your Instagram too. Yes, sir. It's gorgeous. That's clean. Yeah, man. man. So, would yeah. you get that for your birthday or what? No, Father's uh, Day Father's or Day. Father's, Father's Day. Yeah. That's cool, man. Father's Day. Yeah, that's a beautiful sure. piece. You don't wear it enough, but I, I, I do like yeah, it. I know. And I, you know, Federico Constant definitely an underrated brand. I think I feel as of late they're getting a little more traction, especially right. with that one. That's kind of like with the integrated bracelet and on the yeah. dial, it almost looks like a like a world almost right. something right. weird. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, the Baldwatch Chiletra Troy just got one. So congrats, buddy. I know that was right, one of yeah. your grills. So congrats. Uh, well, today that's a really good looking watch too. It is. It is, yeah. man. Today I'm just wearing the, the old classic and it's back on the original NATO. Uh, I'm telling khaki field, you know, got to keep it classy. Got to keep right. it classy. That NATO it comes with is underrated. That thing is nice. You know what? That NATO is nice. It's oh my God. Nice. It is real nice. Yeah. And, and, the, and the crazy thing is, Six and seven eighth inch uh, wrist right here, the stupid green screen. But uh, yeah, I don't have to fold it over. I mean, it just fits like a glove. Oh, it's yeah. really nice, really supple. The hardware is awesome. The little leather inserts, really nice watch. And you, you, I picked yeah. this one up on Joma Shop for like three fifty. So mm -hmm. great, great, great awesome value. Awesome absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But Pete, before we get talking, just so people know. Oh, you were going to say something. Yeah, I have one question for Pete. Yes. I, you, on your YouTube channel, you have a watch from the Cincinnati Watch Company. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I am from Cincinnati. I just want to know what is that piece like and how does that piece feel? Oh. So you talk about the diver, right? That black yeah, diver. Right. With the yes, diver. yes. Oh. That watch is awesome. First of all, you're, those guys, Rick Bell, who runs that company, yeah. is awesome. I've had a few of their watches in for review. They're all really good, really well done, put together by their own in-house watchmaker. Right, like right wow. In-state, you can't beat that. But yeah, that watch, it, it wears great. It's 41. I heard a lot of people say it wears like an Aura 65, if you ever tried one of those on. Right. I, I love it. It's gorgeous. What kind of movement does it cool. have in it? It has a Salita SW two hundred Swiss wow. movement for four hundred and fifty mm. bucks. Wait, what? Four fifty? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. No, yeah. Put for a Salita movement. Watchmaker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? Those Salita movements right? are expensive. <laughs> what the hell? If you got them on pre-order, they were three fifty when they first came. What? Out. Right. Yeah. Let me write no this joke. down. What was it called? Cincinnati Watch Company. Cincinnati Watch Company. Yes, I need sir. To check them yeah. out. Since he, how come you never told out. me about him? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I just, you know, I saw it on his channel one day, and I said, "Oh wow, you know what I mean." I need to get with these guys and see what's up, see what's going and on. That's, that's that's what I like about your channel too. That you bring a lot of brands that maybe a lot of people have never heard of, you know. And and that's kind of what I focus on too, right? So yeah. not just all all the the known brands, but the unknown brands. And I know I've I've gotten some some uh people and it's interesting again some people to comment like oh i think your channel would be bigger if you focus more on like the big brands and the luxury brands and i yeah. agree i mean i agree but it's like i don't 
I don't have any accessibility to any of them. I haven't built that relationship with an ID, AD, I'm sorry, or with anybody. But the crazy thing is that I've, I've been building and planting seats in the, in the actual watch community that all the micro brands and everybody started really knows who I am. Right. So that's why they collaborate with me. So it's not like I'm seeking out to them. They already know me. So it's like when I get another one and another one, I just keep making videos and I get so busy that I'm like, all right, when am I going to have time to bring a Patek or a Longo or so? I would love to. I mean, not, not yeah, that I can yeah, own them, too. but I would I will love to check one in the metal and be able to film it and all that. It will be an absolute honor. So, but I, but I love that about your channel too. You know, you're kind of like us. You have all kinds of watches. But anyway, let me kind of yeah, backtrack yeah, a little man. bit. Let uh, everybody know. Let everybody know who you are and how you got into watch collecting. Oh sure, um, you know, like I said, Pete from the Chilma Watches YouTube channel. Uh, man, I've been into watches for so long. I think I got into watches in like middle school. I know. No like, way. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I went. A lot of my friends' uh, swatches were real big. Everybody had like one yes. or two of them. Yes. Used to accessorize them with those little rubber swatch cards, right? Like color ones and stuff. You guys remember? That? Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I've had multiple watches. Ever since then, I remember like high school freestyle sharks were big, and I still love those stupid things. <laughs> then, uh, you know, college, I remember I, I remember I wore a Timex a lot. I had an Indiglo Timex. I don't know what happened to that thing. Very nice. A fossil, too, I think. And then after high school, I got into, uh, I had a couple of bullets I know that I really liked. I still have those. And then um, I think I moved on to my first Seiko after that. And, you guys know the story after that yeah <laughs> once you get into seikos it's all downhill right, right. Yeah, but, so but, that's... but it's an no, interesting transition right because I, I i too have told a story oh i've always been into watches i mean i was into watches when i was a little kid as a matter of fact i still have my first casio and i love watches you know in high school and i'll wear them sometimes or whatever but I, I guess the question, we should start rephrasing it from now on. When did you become addicted to watches? Not when did you get into watches, but it's an addiction. Yeah. You guys know this. It's like oh, once yeah, you go down that road, it's, it's crazy, right? And not a good thing. I mean, it's like I'm not proud of it. I, <laughs> I've been able to digress a little bit in my in my purchases because I really want to save up for it. And we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys once we get to the Patek portion of what we we're going to talk about. But And not that I'm buying a Patek, but it's it's – something a story about aftermarket and great dealers and whatnot but yeah man yeah. it becomes an addiction and it's 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 tough it's not just in the watch industry it could be in the sneaker game it could be in clothing it could be in whatever but it's not i don't think it's so much liking something it's more obsessing over something and i don't yeah. know if you guys agree you know, but that came with like for me i think that came probably with instagram right <laughs> once it's in your face all day and you're constantly seeing all this cool stuff that's when you just start maybe spending a little too much time looking at watches, you know? I, yeah, I guess sure. the question now is how do you get over this addiction or do you even want to get over this addiction? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I try not to spend too much time on it. I don't, I don't think I do. Like even my show is kind of, you know, I don't put a ton of effort and time into it. I want it to be kind of more natural and just, you know, it's just kind of me and what I do with watches on my normal basis. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I probably should spend less time looking at um, Instagram. And lately these days, I think I spend more time chatting than I do browsing my feed, to be honest. Right. But but let me ask you something. So we see a lot of watches on your channel. Um, 
what percentage would you say are, are sent into the channel for free that you get to keep and what percentage are yours that you actually buy and put your, your money behind? Oh man, I think I've only ever been sent like one watch to keep ever. And that was like okay. four time pieces that was going around for a while. Um, I've had a few of them that you've seen have been lent into the channel from different brands, but the majority is just stuff that I buy. That's and, crazy. Uh, and mm. I, yeah, I don't keep them. I've, I've been a degenerate watch flipper for as long as I can remember. In fact, so, that's how the channel got started. You know? Well, that was a question. Mm. That was the next question, right, P? So. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get started with YouTube and um, social media space? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's a great segue for that. So, like I said, I've always been a, a watch flipper. And most of my friends in the community, they know that. They were always asking me. You know, hey, have you ever tried this watch? Have you ever had one of these in? And you know, the answer was almost always yeah, sometimes twice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was giving my opinion. I'm thinking I have so many watches in and out. I really should be reviewing these, right? And it's one of those things you talk about it forever, but you never really get around to doing it. And I think when the pandemic hit, you know, we all found we had more time on our hands and. I was watching, I think it was Adrian from Barkin Jack. I don't know if it was on his channel or not, but he said something about, don't worry about equipment or anything. Just take your phone, whatever you got, just start recording, just do it. And that's basically what I did. Threw together the first episode, put it out there. I was a big uh, active member of Random Rob's uh, Patreon at the time. And I got a lot of support from those guys, a lot of positive feedback. So I just kind of kept going and we did, he did watch tours a lot he would share a lot of watches so that's how i got a lot of the early content too cool. very interesting i mean your channel is doing pretty good man how many subs do you have now i'm just about to hit three thousand, like a less than 50 away or so so not that's what's up support him. yo support you, him. you hear that people 50 away go support this guy Dang, and, and, and your channel's been going on for a year it's fair to say yeah, a little over a year now. Yeah, I think about maybe a year, two months or so. So, although I mean, you're 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 making it seem very easy, right? Like it was just just pull out your phone and do a review. But I mean, really <laughs> paint a picture. Like now that you've been doing it for over a year, like how long yeah. does it take from start to finish? Right from I'm gonna review this watch to to video to recording the watch, editing the thing, and uploading it to YouTube. Like how long does it take the, the whole entire process? The whole process for each. Oh, man, I, I feel like I spend most of my time recording because I don't know. I throw away a lot of footage. You know, you probably do the same thing, too. I, right. Sometimes things don't go or someone makes noise upstairs. I got to reshoot a part. Shut up. Something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, man, I don't know. I probably put it's going to be probably less than you think. I probably put an hour into shooting and, oh, I mean, maybe a half hour into prep half hour into editing up it's probably only a few hours per episode maybe so maybe three to four hours with comments replying to comments and everything right yeah i I try to be good about that there's sometimes depending on how busy i am i I try to respond to almost every comment if i can and i'll go through periods where that's harder than it is it it is very hard i know it'd be hard for me sometimes some days i think i just take one day just to respond to every comment i have on instagram and youtube Dang. Yeah, I do it on the fly. I, I think um, I, I'm one of those guys that has like OCD. And if I see things open on my browser, I see notifications. I can't have yeah. notifications on my phone. I get very nervous. You so I, deal I, with that. I, I respond and I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? 
to me, it feels like I'm on Instagram because that's where I get a lot of messages and DMs and people and tagging and uh, tagging me on things or whatever. And I and I tell her sometimes like I'll, I'll be I'll go to work right could go do do my errands for for a while and i do my own schedule so i am pretty flexible but sometimes i go maybe three hours without checking instagram and then i check it and one time i showed it to her and it was like 20 dms it was it was crazy <laughs> and i'm like that i think i get more messages on instagram than i do youtube really youtube's only when right. i put out a yeah. video that some of the people in the community do leave messages and it's pretty easy to respond but uh instagram is crazy because it moves so quickly and it's the way that we all communicate on the back end right because we're all in different countries different time zones people will send you pictures ask for your opinion they'll tag you on stuff so i i found that i am more engaged me personally on instagram than i am on youtube youtube is just where i showcase my craft and, and obviously the collaborations here on the podcast but what about you guys i mean you guys both have youtube and instagram what do you think is more engaging for you guys uh, probably Instagram for sure. Right, Instagram. Yeah, probably Instagram. He- yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm way less popular than you guys are. <laughs> I, I do. I chat uh, to like, no, I don't a know about that. handful of people on Instagram. I don't know about that. Come on, man. Everybody wants to hang you out guys, and chill. Let me watch this. <laughs> you know, I try. You feel bad because you know, like people take time to to post these comments and things. Yeah, and, you know, right. And you want to respond to them, so I, I try to get to all that. I, I don't honestly. I don't chat. I have been like a couple chat groups on Instagram that I, I participate in, you know, randomly throughout the day, but that's about it. I don't get a whole lot of DMs. Got it. Got mm. it. So how does your family, I guess, feel about this whole YouTube journey, right? Cause I mean, you've probably never done it yeah. before. I, I'm assuming you never done YouTube before. This is like your first kind of endeavor. Yeah, into, yeah, into YouTube. Sure. So how do they feel yeah, about it? Were they supportive or? They think I'm crazy. I, I think my kids think it's kind of cool, right? <laughs> like my wife could care less. She she doesn't. She thinks I'm nuts. But the kids, I you know, they kind of think it's cool, right? Oh, look, my dad's yeah. on YouTube. Like you know, um, but but they're supportive. You know, they're they're doing a good job of being quiet for me right now, so I can't complain. That's cool. Right but on. I mean, you're, you're you see you see the the same thing happened to me, right? And I, I'll I'll share a little bit in it, and then I typically share things with my friends but not in front of like everybody but once this channel started growing and i once i started getting like free watches and money a little bit of money from youtube and everything and the wife started seeing the popularity of like the show and things like that not that we're barking jacknet or or any of those big channels not even close but we we a lot of people know us a lot of people you know the, the the channel's growing now she sees it a little bit more like oh i guess it is going somewhere first for right, her she yeah. could again she could care less she was like whatever but right. once she saw the watches and more watches and more accessories and she was just like what the heck like it, it's all it's all free it's awesome right because people want to collaborate with me and it's not it's not a joke anymore it's not really a hobby anymore it's almost like i really need to treat it like a business because they're scheduling yeah. i have to figure out what time slots i have to figure out you know the partners and whatnot. So it's, it's, it's cool. And it's really teaching if you want to be into, I don't know about you guys, but if you really are dedicated and want to be in a business, like in a real business, this is a good practice to start building relationships with partners and with your community. And like, it, it teaches you how to, how to, how to do different things. In my opinion, I don't know about you guys, but that's how no, I, I think that's a good right. point. I mean, get used to scheduling and, and, you know, being professional and dealing with people. And cause you know, for the brands that we deal with, they, you know, their watches to us, but that's their business and that's their livelihood and right. this is how they do their marketing, you know, and it's a big, mm-hmm. it's important to them. Right. And then that's something that I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I've always been 
a believer that if you don't like something, either A, just don't review it, or B, if you are going to be critical, don't crucify it, right? Maybe give them some constructive criticism uh, because at the end of the day, it's like if, they t- if they're receptive, they're going to go and change what you and others kind of talked about. And eventually, hopefully, if they fix it, you're going to be partners with them. And unfortunately, if you, if you bash their brand and, and their reputation, like you said, Pete, this is their livelihood. They put thousands of dollars into yeah. this, right? And for us, it's just another watch. But for them, it's not. For them, it's their livelihood. So I think in life in general, not just watches, but I think in life in general, whether it's a job, a relationship, whatever, never, ever burn bridges. Always be polite about it. And if you don't like it, just don't review it. Or I don't know, just be constructive criticism. How, how do you guys feel yeah. about that? Yeah, I feel like, you know, I don't, if I don't like something, I definitely won't review it, but I don't think putting that negative energy out there is like worth it. You know what I mean? Like I always try to stay positive with what we do and right. You know? Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. P. It's, it's going out and bashing something. It's just not a good look. And I, I don't think it's something that a lot of people really want to tune in to watch, to be honest. Right. So, you know, you're going to be honest and, and I'm going to uh, point out, usually it's more personal preferences for me. It's things right. I like or don't like, right. you know, design choices, but that doesn't right. mean it's bad by any choice, you know. Right. I mean, you, you, you can say you don't like something and not insult it, you know what I mean? Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, so. Archie Luxury is notorious for saying a bunch of bad words and oh, oh, being, yeah, being yeah. the way he is, but that's that's his persona and that's what made him famous. Oh, Archie um, Luxury did a video a few <laughs> years ago. Oh my god, and it pissed me off so bad. It was called Seiko is for Losers. Ah, uh, come on. And <laughs> and I watched this video, and this guy just going on and going on and going on. And then he says, Seiko is an okay watch for, you know, godness, security <laughs> gods, limo drivers. I'm like, That's you mother. Good, I'm like, you mother. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on now. Really? You serious? But, oh, he pissed me off so bad. Oh, Yeah, yeah but I mean. Yeah, I... Go ahead, Miguel. I was just gonna say he does it on purpose. I mean, that's yeah, that's I know, his I know. Yeah, that's his, that's his and... thing. I just start sweating from that boy. He pissed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his shit. I, I get, I yeah. always get offended by it when people like insult Seikos too. I don't know why. Like even Jody, who was doing it being funny, you know, and he was like Seiko when he was like their right. You're like, no oh, like oh, it hurts. No, man. Shut up. Yeah, like. <laughs> You know, early on, I had a, a lot of Seikos in my collection. I take it personally because I think at one point I was made to feel like Seikos weren't good enough. A collection of Seikos, you know, you're not a real collector. Right. That's not good enough. And I and I got rid of a bunch of them, like saw a bunch. And then I realized afterwards I was most happy when I just had a bunch of Seikos laying around. So right. now I got a bunch of Seikos again. Right on. I mean, look, Seiko doesn't get the credit that it, that it deserves, right? I mean, if if you really break it down right in-house movement in-house this in-house that i mean it's if you get that from a swiss company you're going to be paying an arm and a leg now granted the video that uh uh, jody just put out i mean uh yeah i I get it you know i get it with the misalignment and this and that and it, it, it it is pretty frustrating but uh Hopefully they get their act together because they're a great company, great designs. I mean, I love their designs. Yeah, the designs just speak to me, man. 
Yeah, yeah. But uh, like, you know, how we said before, uh, right now, a little earlier, you review all kinds of watches from microbrand to different things. But also, I know you've reviewed like a Zin and some other more expensive things on your channel, which sure. is amazing. Uh, but I was going to ask you if, uh, you know, if you had a lot of, uh, of pieces in the, in, the, in the channel come through and you reviewed them and you looked at them, if you had to choose one watch per category from homage to like the mid-tier and like the more expensive one, what was the, the outcast for you? What was something that just, you said, you know what, this is the best in its category? The best in its category, ooh, and homages. Man, I, that, that's a tough label. I mean, there's a ton of watches that I, I, I love and homages, if I'm doing that, I, I'm either gonna go like ultra affordable or I'm going to go all in on homages. You know, I, I've had a couple <laughs> Addy's dives in lately and they have a new guilt dial, like vintage sub homage. It's 128 bucks and it looks killer. Like I, I would rock that thing all day. But you know, one of the ones I um, always thought stands out as being awesome is the Helson Sharkmaster 300. It's like okay. the vintage Omega Seamaster 300 mm. homage with sword hands. That thing is cherry. It's such a good looking watch. They're on sale right now too. <laughs> what, what? How much are so, they? I, I think they're normally like seven hundred dollars. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's so, so like a good homage, homage like an right? expensive homage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. They're tough because I I would either go just affordable or I would you know go all in, and that's a watch that you, you're not going to get an SM three hundred, you know, for short of several thousand dollars. You know. Yeah, wow. for sure. What about mid tier? Well, what? My tears. I mean, well, you guys know I love my Seikos. Yeah, oh, mid tier yeah. for me. I don't know what's that like five hundred to eh, less than a thousand bucks, right? So yeah, less than under a thousand bucks. Okay, yeah, so under five hundred. I, I def I for sure love Seikos. The King Turtles, King Samurais, that kind of stuff. Beautiful and all a slew of micro brands. But like five hundred to a thousand, man. I really think Christopher Ward just oh they they just slay in that price range, man. For what you get for the money. I agree. True that. Awesome, True awesome that. quality, man. Awesome quality. So they over just a thousand. Sent you something in recently, yeah. The Moonglow C1 Moonglow yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So that's that thing was watch. crazy. It's a great watch, but that's a little man. more like two thousand p. What was it? Two thousand. Two thousand. One hundred ninety nine. But it's crazy. Two thousand ninety nine. The it's it has like a what was it? Salita or modified Salita? I forgot. Yeah, what it modified was. uh Salita SW two hundred. I think. I don't know. It's a moon glow. It's a moon phase movement, though. Right. Yeah. They, they modified it, and then the date instead of having the date at the at the three right. or at the six, it has it around the disc, so the it goes thing, around. Yeah. Right. It's like loom yeah. too, isn't it? Yeah, crazy loom, crazy yeah, loom, crazy loom, crazy loom. Yeah. So what what will you pick in the thousand plus range? Zen or what? What are you, what are you going for? Um, for for me, I I've always loved tutors. I, I just feel like. They're always in the conversation when you're talking about like bigger brands like Rolex, Omega. Tudor's always tossed in there. Their watches, I, they talk to me a lot. I think they speak to me. I like their designs. Um, personally, I probably get the Pelagos, maybe Black Bay 58. You know, I, I love those two watches. Always have. Great job. I was looking at a Pelagos today. They are nice. A little big, uh, right? 40, yeah. 44? No, 40. I think it's a, it's a 42, I think. 42. Yeah. They might even be. I think it's 42, but titanium, so it'll be lighter. They have mm. that spring-loaded clasp, so it's going to be comfortable. Do they have the crown on the opposite side? Am I confusing the, the Pelagos does? There right? is one. They make one There's model, one. the LHD, okay. yeah. 
Yeah, they're great mm. watches. I'll I'll tell you guys the story once we get to it. But yeah, so there you go. So those are the three watches you picked. I mean, I'm glad that you picked Seiko and Tudor. I mean, they're beloved by the community, and there's a good there's a good reason for it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I know we we all as watch guys probably sound like a broken record, right? Seiko, Seiko, Tudor, Tudor. <laughs> and it's got to be something uh, to it, right? There, well, there is there is obviously you know there is some truth to that and i mean we've all experienced maybe not tutor not me not yet but seiko for sure man all all oh, from yeah. seiko five to the more expensive stuff and i i could see mm-hmm. the quality difference but at the core you feel seiko i don't know how to explain right. it the dna is just there and when you wear it it feels like a seiko and the design yeah, language is there a, you know right a case on that new baby marine master 200 Mm-hmm. That thing is insane. It is one of the sexiest cases I have ever seen. The SPB you have, that's a great watch. Man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you, man, I love that thing so much. And and crazy, crazy story or crazy fact, it is the highest watch video on both my Spanish channel and my English channel. Out of everything, out really? of all my podcasts, yeah, I'm almost at 50,000 views for my English, which I know for other big YouTubers, that's nothing. It's like a day in the park for them. But for me, a small channel like me, 50,000 is huge. It's like, oh my God, that's yeah. big numbers yeah. for one video. Like, that's crazy. So people love this. I think watch. my biggest video is a Vostok one, best kept secret in Vostok, the video that talks mm. about ordering straight from the factory. Dang, how many views on wow. that? Ah, I have no idea. Miguel, I'm so bad at looking at this. Come on, man. He doesn't care. I seriously don't know. (laughs) Um, It was, I don't know. Last time I looked, it was somewhere around 15,000. That's awesome. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, P? What's your highest performing Uh, video? To sew every time video. Hmm. I think it's somewhere around 12,000. Nice. Yeah. I feel like Tissot doesn't get a lot of love. Now with the PRX, I think they're getting a little yeah. bit more. Oh, oh my God. Joma Shop. And I, I don't I, I hate to even tell you guys because y'all might hop on this one. They have a Pyromatic <laughs> 80 on sale right now for $265. Wow. Regular regular price. Yeah, the automatic. Regular price. Hold on, guys. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Limited yeah. supply. All right. Sorry, P. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I almost, almost okay. pull the trigger, but I'm like, no, I have to refrain <laughs> from these impulses. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. that's, that's to refrain. That's right. Yeah. That's when you were in um when you were in Disney. Did you go to Luxury of Time at Disney Springs? No, I didn't. I could not walk around Disney Springs. It was so freaking hot. Yeah. It was it was terribly hot. The furthest that we went was the Star Wars trading post. I had to go to the Star Wars trading. Post. Okay, yeah, at the other end. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I was hoping our, our vacations were gonna overlap. I had right. dreams of me and you doing a collab at luxury of time. It was gonna be awesome. Uh, <laughs> hey, you should have shot me a message like yo, don't pop it. We we, we were off by a few days. You just oh, okay. left, I think, when I got right. there. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. I would have for sure. I, I did yeah. go to uh the Florida model though. And I went to a jewelry store that I had heard about called Mayors. Mm. Okay, yeah, Mayors. yeah, that's and I, I, I went in there and I just felt small. <laughs> I just felt small, and when I walked out of there, I was so sad. And my wife just looked at me like, "You just pitiful." And I just, <laughs> I just sat down with my iced coffee and just started drinking. Like, isn't that, isn't that crazy? Do you guys feel that way though? So. 
Uh, okay, let's go into the next story, and I think it's going to tie in beautifully with with watch collecting and, and different tiers of collecting, and uh, how some people view collecting as opposed to how we view collecting, right? So this is crazy story, right? So this uh, Patek Philippe just uh, announced, right, or they announced a few months ago that the fifty seven eleven was going to be discontinued, but then they came out with the fifty seven eleven in green dial, and it was super hard to get. Nobody can get it, right? And apparently this this guy i think his name was paul or i forget everybody's saying his name on on social media uh apparently i I don't know if this is true uh or not but uh, apparently his mom i think owned a jewelry shop or something and she was an ad for patek she was able to allocate one piece one of these patek 5711 uh green dial uh nautilus and gave it to her son well this douchey guy went on on uh, what was it onto onto quorum or I, f- I forget the the auction house but he basically flipped yeah. it brand new it's a 30 30 35,000 watch and 35, he flipped it for yeah. 35,000 he flipped it for like three something 376,000 and then with all the fees Jeez. right with all the fees is going to be close to 500,000 for the buyer, dollars right? yeah it's crazy that is stupid how do you guys feel about that i don't I don't feel no way about it because I think the knowledge is an ugly freaking watch. So, <laughs> you know, I don't feel that much differently. I, I mean, these watches that I think that flip so ridiculously over their retail price, I, I feel like the, the majority of their attractiveness or desirability purely comes from that profitability. I, I'm right. not sure it comes from the watch all that much. You know? Right. I mean, then it has a. Then it has an integrated bracelet. How do y'all feel about that? Like, I'm, I mean, it depends, right? It depends. Like, like say, for instance, if I had a AP Royal Oak, I know what I'm getting myself into, and it's such an iconic watch, and I'm assuming I have more watches in my collection, so I'll be okay with just rocking right. it all the time because yeah. I know that's what it is, you know? But right. yeah. But no, for, for me personally, to be honest with you, I just feel really upset, and I know the community was really upset because – those watches really were for the collectors, not for the flippers. They were for the yeah. collectors as a thank you, as a as a collectible, you know. And then this guy just basically turns around and flips it, and and it kind of not kind of it messes it up for everybody else because now anybody that was hopeful to pick one up maybe in the secondary market, they knew that we're going to be maybe in the hundreds. But this guy mm-hmm. just set the bar so high that now yeah. it's like, oh great, yeah, they were never yeah, going to so be able to get it. He had an inside connection, huh, to get that watch. Yeah, and. And supposedly uh, a few years ago, when a watch left a Patek Philippe uh, AD, they were supposed to take it out of the seal box and uh, and give it to you. And this watch, they did not, right? So it came completely sealed and everything. So mm, uh, again, but because the story tied back to his mom and if she's not no longer an AD and she's being cut off, well, what does she care? You know what I mean? But, right. but he's being blacklisted for real. You said insider information. Didn't they lock Martha Stewart up for that? <laughs> That's right. Man. <laughs> so I but, know, uh, what, what do you think, though? Like, if those watches, say they flipped for a 15% loss, like like almost every other watch, or, or, is the Sub and the Nautilus, is it still that attractive if it doesn't jump up in price, you know? I mean. I don't, I don't know. Well, it's because we we view this, us three, and I'm sure a lot of people watching share the same uh, sentiment. We view watches for what they are, right? We don't view them as investments. We view them as 
a thing of beauty, a mechanical beauty and, and, and horological beauty and, and different things. And here's the story. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys, and obviously P knows because we've been in conversation, but I've been saving for that luxury piece, right? Because it's like, I do have my Omegas, my vintage Omega, but I want something newer that I could wear and actually has water resistance. And I want to climb up a little bit. So it was between a, a vintage Datejust or a Tudor Black Bay 58, the 39, mm-hmm. the Giltow. But I yeah, ultimately yeah, sure. decided to go with the Tudor, right? So I'm like, I'm just on my hardest set on that. That's what I want. Uh, so what I wanted to do, I, I'm halfway there in my, in my savings. And I don't want to sell any expensive pieces because I'm too attached to them. Uh, I was considering my SPB, but after much reflecting, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I love my <laughs> Seiko SPB. It's That's right. That's right. I, I just can't, you know, it was, it was one of my grails and I've That's only right. had it for eight months. I can't, it's my baby. Yeah. So here's where the story gets interesting. Uh, and I had no idea. And I got really upset and this happened. Yes. Yesterday. Um, so um, I, I told my wife what I'm about to do. She again, she doesn't care, but she does care that it's a lot of money. But it's my money. I'm 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 working extra things and trying to sell the old watches, but not the expensive stuff. And I'm just slowly saving up for it. So I told her, you know, this is what I'm doing. She's cool with it. She's supportive. She's like, yeah, go for it. You know, I showed her the watch. She's like, oh, it's actually really nice. I'm like, and it retains its value. It's you know, it's owned by Rolex. Gave her a little bit of information to, to kind of get her excited. She didn't, but she recognized that the watch was <laughs> nice. She's like, yeah, it's actually a really nice watch. And it's part of Rolex. I know you've been wanting one. That's cool. So I'm like, the thing is, I've never actually held one in the metal. I don't know what it looks like. I have no idea what it feels like. And I just feel that if I'm saving up potentially for a year for it, what the hell am I saving up for? I don't want to get it in yeah. the mail and be like, what? Like, I'm so disappointed. Like, I want to see it in the metal. So I'm like, you know what? Let me call some people around, right? Some shops around. I'm sure somebody has it. I kid you not. I called five different places, ADs, pre-owned, people that were supposed to have it. And everybody told me the same thing. There's a wait list for them. Do you want to be on the wait list? I'm like, wait, for a tutor? Mm. Yes, wow. for a tutor. I'm like, no way. Yep. You got to mm. get in the, in the wait list for the bronze, for the blue. I'm like, that is ridiculous. Even for the black? Yes, for the one that I want. I'm like, but that's the old one. That's the first model. They're like, it's popular. You just can't get them. Every time we get them, they sell out. Yeah, it's crazy. So so it made me, I was like upset, right? Because I'm like, wait, so what if I did have the money right now? What if I already had the money and I wanted to buy it? I can't. I would have to go to eBay and basically brand new if i remember correctly brand new they go for 3500 right if you go on ebay they're going for about 35 34 so it's like why the hell would i yeah. buy a pre-owned when i could get a brand new for the same right. price right mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know it just it just hit home yeah. for me that i was like it's just this whole watch collecting the luxury sector it's going in a weird weird direction where it's like it's not exciting anymore you know and i could i i no one of the ADs was like, oh, we're also an AD for Rolex. And out of curiosity, I'm like, I, I already know what's going on with Rolex. Just out of curiosity, what do you have in stock? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Zero watches. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Last time I went to our local AD, they, they did have the old Black Bay, the 41s. The black, and uh, oh, I tried one of those on. It was fantastic. I, so I can only imagine how much a smaller, thinner package 58 must be great. This is before they had this, but Rolex is, yeah, it was a bunch of lady day chests. That was it. <laughs> wow. It's, it's crazy. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And and I, again, I shared this information with, with I, I just found out about this yesterday, but I'm going to be on this live stream with, um, there's this guy in Dubai uh, and, and basically his name is Rita. And, uh, and his uh, Watch Society is the name of his channel. And his channel just blew up since he started because he focuses a lot on the high-end stuff, right? He's in Dubai, yeah. so he'll go it's visit this crazy RM, AP, Rolex. I mean, the, high, the heavy, heavy, heavy hitter stuff, you know, and million, multi-million dollar collections. And it's cool to see, right? But he's such a humble guy, right? We've been trying to have him on the show, Conflict of Time again. But uh, he asked me to be on this live um show this tuesday this this upcoming tuesday on the uh what day is it today the 20 something so the 22nd i believe it is or 23rd whatever today is the 23rd 23rd and on that show i don't know if you guys have heard of this guy uh roman uh sharp 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 whatever he runs the gray market show he's gonna be on there so i almost feel compelled and I, i mean i might be overstepping because it's gonna be a panel of people and i'm include i'm honored to be a part of that but it's almost like people like him that are doing stuff like this, right? Because they have these connections with the AD and they just basically get something and completely flip it and, and make a profit. Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of, I mean, I get it. It's their business, but it sucks for real watch collectors that want a piece of that pie. And we want to be able to get something at an AD. It's almost impossible, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah those watches yeah. have turned into more investments than than jewelry or, or, you know, items that we oh, yeah. really like. And, you know, as a watch enthusiast, there's so many other watches that if right. you just want to be a happy watch enthusiast, you don't need those watches. But, you know, them that profitability sure makes them desirable, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so let, for let sure. me ask y'all right quick. So at, uh, with that, that Nautilus at $376,000, if y'all had it, Y'all had it, no problem whatsoever. Would you pay that for a watch? No, I wouldn't. No. Nah. If I had unlimited money, <laughs> I'd be rocking a Richard Mille Airbus. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm all about it. laughs> hey, those RMs are actually kind of nice. I know they're hyped and oh, they look ridiculous. They're kind of cool. Flexing all over the place. You can forget about it. <laughs> yeah, those RMs. No, honestly, uh, uh, if if I had the money, just a uh, longa man, a longa. Uh, right. Any any longa, I don't care which one it is. Just yeah. just give me a longa. This is so understated, and it's one of those pieces that I really think they should be in the Holy Trinity. And of course, being German, they probably won't make it there. But that would be my piece. I'll be my flex. Just say right. something, or from Jorn, right? FP Jorn, or like yeah. a longa, yeah, I something like big, yeah. funky, wild stuff. So yeah, I, hell I go yeah, I'm all day. MBNF is awesome too. I don't know if you guys have seen MBNF, yeah. but MBN. Ooh. Some amazing pieces. Yeah, man. they make some cool stuff. Yeah, mm. but but anyway, us being in the space where we we collect, would it be fair? We're kind of like in the space below fifteen hundred bucks. Is it? Would that be fair? Because I know you have a tutor in your collection, or maybe a few. So maybe you're a little bit yeah, higher just, tier than us. The but one. the Ranger, what was Tutor. it? The yeah, yeah, I have the Tudor Ranger. Yeah, the Ranger. That's a funky looking watch, man. It's a, it's a yeah, I, you know, I love that three six nine kind of dial layout. Right. You know, like the Explorers. That's just something that's always I've always been drawn to. I get in an actual Explorer. You know, I don't know. I, that's a lot of money to tie up in a watch it for is. me. And this is a, a nice, affordable, good-looking package. You know, when when did you get this Ranger? When? Yeah, a few years ago, or uh, you just got it? Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago. Now I've had this one for a couple of years. So yeah. I'm assuming you got it before the whole tutor hype. You probably got a really good deal on it. 
Yeah, yeah, I probably did. <laughs> yeah, well, they're discontinued now, so who knows? Mm. I, I haven't really, I don't pay much attention to what they're going for because I'm pretty sure I'm keeping that one. Yeah, that's cool. Well, every time I see your tutor, and I I know they don't look alike, um, but for whatever reason, the Omega, I'm really drawn to. I don't think they carry it. Obviously, they don't. But it's something from their vintage collection called the Ranchero. And it was so yeah. cool. Like, the Ranchero was, like, one of those things that I was like, damn, that is a cool-looking dial. I love dial. that watch. It was right? so cool. That was, like, part of their dynamic collection, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. But I, 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 I see that watch, and I'm like, man, if I had a lot of money, I would – vintage Omega, for me, it's – it's next level like i love vintage omega oh, yeah, so many absolutely. different seamasters a ranchero um yeah, the, the one that helson's um you know homaged after that that from the first time i saw that watch i fell in love that old sword hand seamaster 300 oh, that is so a beautiful good. watch man that is an incredible watch there it is omega seamaster yeah man nice. looks great on that bracelet straps go yeah 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 that's handsome yeah. the tutor Ranger is going right now for about forty five hundred. What? No. Dang man, that's crazy. I'm yes, pretty sir. sure you didn't pay that Three for that. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere yeah. close. So what? What? Let's talk. You know, we've done eighty, eighty six episodes, and I don't think we've ever talked Ooh. about Zen Zen watches. And I was just looking no, at we one. Haven't. We I just yeah. saw one. The Zen, uh, what is it? The one, one, one oh six. I'm sorry if I'm butchering. Well, what's the oh, most popular? The, what's the, the one the you have? One? I had, I don't have it anymore. I had the Zen. You, I've had a bunch of Zins. I've had the 104. I've had the um, the one I had most recently was the U50. Their new the one, U50, the U50. The U50. You got rid yeah. of it? I did, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm all surprised. Was... You're like, I talked about it in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. Uh, it, it was a great watch. It was, it, it was really, they're just, the, the Zen design language, it doesn't, I don't know, it, it wears off on me. It's cool at first, but they're so tooly looking. Like yeah. it's almost overly tooly, you know, it's not, I, I don't know. It, it, right. It was no. great when I first got it and it wore off. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I was looking at one. I think it was a Zen 104. I think the, the most popular one, the one with the Salita SW200, they made it in a black dial, white dial. And I'm sorry for anybody that's a Zen fan. I, I'm just getting into them, right? You said and, the Zen 104? Is the it the 104? 104? Yeah. Is it? I yeah, think it's the, the most one popular one. You can get one. it with either the stick markers or with the Arabic. Yeah, this one. I had one of those too. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. So I, I was looking at nice. it. Stick markers. It's, it's nice. a nice it one, but but what's the price on those? It's like uh, uh fifteen hundred. Did you see? That's not bad. That's not a bad I price. Mine, when I bought that watch, I bought it for eight hundred and ninety dollars. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Back in the day, man, where so. do you get these deals? eBay? Like seriously, was, where do you buy your watches? Well, that was a couple years ago, right? I think I don't know where I bought that one. It was either on eBay or I found it through Watch Recon. I, I don't remember. But I mean, they've gone up. Even with the Zen U50 from when I bought it to when I sold it, those went up retail like 500 bucks or something. Mm. Watch buys prices went up. Yeah, it's, that's it crazy. Nice. You know which ones are kind of retaining their value? And I do see some of them going up are Nomos. Nomos, I, I was yeah. looking at some. I was like, that's a cool watch. I don't know if I would rock it because it's very Bauhausy and like very yeah, just kind of yeah, minimalistic. Not my thing either. 
not my thing. I mean, every once in a while when you get dressed nice, it's like, oh, I, I wish I had one just to pick up and put on with my suit and with something else. But then you take it off and you're like, all right, back to my divers. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Back to my yeah. divers. That's that's where I live. You know what I mean? But I like to uh, think I'm versatile and classy, but all I wear is, you know, <laughs> hey, all you need in your collection is a good diver. Uh, proof is with with uh, Mr. Bond, right? Wearing the Seamaster or wearing that uh, vintage sub. That's all you yeah. need, man. Just a few straps. You're good with one watch. Like, I, I don't know yeah, why people straps, think such fuss about this. Maybe a hundred different straps. One head with one good watch. <laughs> but, uh, man, all right, cool. Well, I guess uh, investability, this is not the podcast for you. Don't don't listen to our advice. We don't we don't look at prices uh, or, or watches, I should say, for their for their value. We, we just either it speaks to us or it doesn't speak to us, right? That that's kind of all in agreement. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah. uh, I know uh, one of the things that P and I discussed was about you know we we know that you uh, talk about a lot of different watches, but P what, something about his Grail watch, right? I, I yeah. Think you discussed what what that, is your ultimate Grail watch? And what is the ultimate goal for your YouTube channel? Well, now when we say grail, let, let's do an attainable grail, something that you think attainable you could. Grail. Yeah, attainable grail, something that you're like, yeah, okay. Because you already told us RM. So RM. Right. I'm not yeah, saying it's not attainable. Yeah. Maybe you, you're you rolling in the yeah. dough like that and we don't know. No, but... that is not ever going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like, like a grail of yours that you're like, all right, one uh, day, I think. You know, I mean, the watch that I've, I've always been in love with for the longest time is the original Tudor snowflake subs. Ooh. The old ones with the, with the blue, the, the blue. blue? Right. The oh markers. yeah. You know, yeah. But those are just, they're now getting, you know, Expensive. they're getting older and yeah, they're going to. So, I mean, I don't know. That one's kind of out of reach for me too, but you know, as an alternative to that, that's something that still has that heritage and lineage is probably the Pelagos, like a blue dial Pelagos. Oh, okay. That blue's nice, yeah. man. Still on this yeah. And I like it. Yeah. yeah nice. So. Yeah. Our our friend Max, I don't know if you guys follow Max, but hot ones, hot ones, hot ones. I don't know how to pronounce this. Okay. H A U T E hot. And then once. Anyway, he has a great uh, channel. He's growing like crazy on, on YouTube. Uh, he's in Seattle, Washington, I believe, and he just released a video of how FedEx lost his eight thousand dollar Tudor, the Mariner. <laughs> yep. So basically, the story goes is that you know he he had the uh, the Tudor Black Bay fifty eight, the the thirty eight, and uh. it just didn't really speak to him, and and he ended up picking up a vintage, uh, Submariner. And I guess he had it for a little bit and I got, I don't know, whatever. He fell out of love or whatever. And he sold it to somebody on eBay, I believe, or something for $8,000. Mm. So what they do with eBay, they have that program now where they authenticate the, yeah. the watch. So he yeah. had to ship it to the to the watchmaker first. Right. And they were going to ship it out to, to whoever bought it. Well, FedEx, uh, he actually dropped off the package, right? He dropped off the package, insured it only up to a thousand dollars. I think that's the only insurance they can do. And you know, it went out, whatever. He went to work, did whatever. A few days went by, and then the seller contacted him and said, Hey, I've been following the tracking, what is going on? So he's like, Yeah, it's stuck in FedEx somewhere. So he called, long story short. And he played the message on the video. You guys should check it out. The lady from FedEx basically goes, Hey, this is I'm I'm so and so calling about your tutor snowflake something yeah she's like whatever like she doesn't even care it's like yeah um 
we checked everywhere. We physically looked for it. We can't find it. So I'm making an assumption you probably are going to open a claim. But yeah, I don't know what to help you with. If you want further help, call the 800 number. So he's like, Ugh. that's it. That's it. They can't find it. They refunded. It, the, it disappeared. So they refunded the money to the seller. This guy is out $8,000. He's out the watch. That's crazy scary. It's like, dang. And his insurance claim is maxed out at 1000 Correct, correct. So he, he uh, gave a few, at the end of the video, he gave a few uh, advice on what to do. You know, one of them is physically drive the watch, if you can, to the seller or to this place. But he's sure. in Washington. He wasn't going to go to Ohio, I think is where it was. There's no way. I mean, was he going to fly over there to take the watch? Uh, I don't know. But uh, That's insane. It is, and it's scary, right? Because it's like... It is. It's, even if they pay you the watch, it's such an incredible piece. You can't go to the store and buy something like that. Right. You can't, right? Um, and it's sad and it's scary. It really makes you wonder, like, dang, dude, how do I sell my watches? And in the future, if I really do get a piece, how do I sell it? Because it's, it could get lost. Mm-hmm. We've heard horror stories from uh, from Chris. Watch Chris. He came on the show, right. too, yeah. and told us about eBay, how some people buy the watches and it's happened to them numerous times they buy the watch from them basically wear it and abuse it and then they return it to them for a refund and when he gets them they're unsellable they're scratched up they're messed up they're beat up yeah. and he's and now he's left with a watch that he can't even sell you right. know so it's has that yeah, happened to you people favor the they favor the buyer in the circumstances it seems like for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, how do you? So I'm curious. You said that you get a lot of watches and you buy them, but you you're a flipper. What is your? How do you do it? How do you? How do you flip them on where? Uh, what well, platform? You know, I I just I don't flip eight thousand dollar watches, so it's not that stressful. <laughs> okay. But, um, I mean, I mostly ship through. I always insure for full value, whatever the sale value was. I always insure for that. And, um, I usually ship them through the post office, and I just I've just not had any problems. So. But how do you, what, what yeah. platform do you use for selling eBay or just your friends or what's, what's the, no, um, mostly Reddit watch exchange, you know, that doesn't usually, I can sell a watch on Reddit usually within hours. It's, it's so fast and that mm. doesn't work out. I'll eventually, you know, I'll try watch you seek and then I'll go to, uh, eBay as my third resort. So if somebody was looking to sell a watch, and I'm asking for myself because I have a few pieces. Yeah. Like I said, I'm trying to save up for something, and I have a few pieces on eBay that just they're just not moving. Mm-hmm. Nobody on Instagram is interested in them, and uh, so I'm like, well, what other? How else can I sell these things? Uh, a friend told me about Offera, but I'm really weird about meeting people like in person. So I'm like, yeah, I rather I rather ship the watch. So you go to <laughs> Reddit, Craigslisty, right? Right? Hey, yeah, here's this watch. Boom, and take off with the watch. But uh. <laughs> reddit would you go to like to subreddit or like is there a, a yeah, market yeah, the, the watch exchange subreddit i, I think i feel like that's mm. kind of the the biggest platform right now for guys in our kind of mid-tier price bracket sales there's and there's a ton of traffic there you're gonna get a, a bunch of views right away it's said usually i'll sell most of the watches i list within hours it's crazy mm. now how much money are you losing on these pieces uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it, a little bit it depends. Yeah, not, nothing, nothing drastic. I mean, occasionally you, you make some money on a watch. You know, I'm. I usually just do a little research, see what they've been going for, and and I put them out for that. I don't. What would be the best way to get paid? Because there's different methods of getting paid. What would be the more secure way to get paid? Yeah. If so, for me, I do. A, if the person has 
a lot of feedback, I'm fine with PayPal goods and services. You know, I'll trust them if they, because a watch exchange has a built-in tracker for your sales and feedback. There's a bot that manages the whole thing next to your name. Mm. You get a number on how many transactions you've had. So you can see and get oh. a good feel for someone. And, uh, you know, if they have a lot of uh, transactions and sales and feedback, I'm fine with goods and services. Otherwise, if they don't, I kind of want to do friends and family or Venmo, something where they're taking the risk because I have a landslide of feedback from all the lots right. of vessels. Dang. Cool. So do people on there, do they know about your YouTube channel or do you keep it separate just so you're like a different identity or? It's separate, but yeah, you know, there's definitely been a couple of times where people have recognized uh, the watch and they, they made that connection that, hey, you're the guy from YouTube, right? I'm like, yeah. That's Chilling me. with watches. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's me, yeah. That's crazy. Sure. Yeah, it's always funny when that happens. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a a Reddit account because I I think that will be a good thing. I I do a few watches that I think I'd, I mean I hardly wear them and and eBay takes such a big chunk of your of your sale. Such it just doesn't make chunk. any sense. A big chunk, thirteen percent, I think. So it's like mm. you're left with it should be. I think I had seventeen percent taken out from the last watch I sold. Wow. Because they were supposed to add the three percent when they cut out PayPal. That I understand. I thought it would still be the same, but nope, it was even more. Yeah, eBay's just like, I don't know what the hell they're doing, man. But uh, <laughs> anyway, boy, well, I guess it's been fun talking watches and everything. Now we're in the part of the show where we talk other things. It could be watches. It could be anything, but or food-related, movie-related, whatever you want, man. So anything you want to recommend, talk about? Uh, so my youngest son wanted to start skateboarding again, and I can tell you as an oh, old yeah. guy – that might not be the best idea, but I went ahead and did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got muscles that are sore that I forgot I had. <laughs> but I've been having a blast longboarding with my little kid. Yeah, we can can, really can nice you skateboard? Kids. Can you skateboard? I used to as a you know when I was younger, I did, but it's right. been okay. you know, decades. So right, uh, right. You know, it's coming back though. It's kind of like riding a bike, I guess. That's okay, cool. cool. Well, I know. Uh, uh, I want to. I want to ask you uh, because we we got P right here on the show, and he's a sneaker guy. I, I noticed with every single one of your reviews, you always show your shoes. Is there a reason yeah. why? How did that even start? Uh, man, I don't know. I, I just I love sneakers, and I know someone mm. told me that. Well, I think I made my first video. They're like, "You should do a sneaker check," and I was like, "That's a great idea." <laughs> so I was like, "You know, I'll do a wrist check at the beginning, a sneaker check on the way out." And I was like, "No." Yeah, I just I mm. kind of thought it was fun. You know, people like it, right. so I just kept doing it. That's cool. So, what's what's your favorite kind of sneaker? Oh, uh, well, I'm a big fan of Jordans. You know, I, I wear Jordans all the time. Vans, a ton of Vans in the summer. Yeah. So yeah. I saw your six rings, Pete. You just posted that video. Oh yeah, those things are nice. I was surprised. They are nice the quality, for real. So yeah. I'm, so I want to get your take on this. So my our friend Omar, Timeless Sneakers and Watches, shout out to that guy. He's a huge yeah. sneakerhead. He has a ton of sneakers, and he's con- yeah, a great guy. He's constantly buying and selling, and he does that with sneakers and with watches. But I'm like, man, I I I need. I feel like I need a pair of decent uh, Jordans because the ones that I have are like the Mars and some that people start clowning on me right because i don't know much about sneakers i'm not a sneaker guy so i i do know about the breads right the the jordan one breads i'm like okay that would be really cool i think that's respectable right or the royal blues right so jordan one royal blues i really like yeah. those so 
I was looking at some on eBay brand new and whatnot, and I'm like, oh, these seem pretty good. You know, so I send it to him, and I think I told you this, P. Yeah. And he goes, are you okay with a, with a, with a mid, though? And I'm like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. What are you talking about? He's like, oh, man, there's different. <laughs> well, there's a high. Mids, man? <laughs> right. There, there's highs. There's a mids. There's a lows. I'm mm. like, oh, God, I'm yeah. being schooled here on sneakers. I feel like such a, such a dummy when it comes to sneakers, right? But – do you know about this, uh, Pete? Yeah, do you of know? I do. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Jordan One Lows. Jordan One Lows were that, that's my jam right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't hate on right. the mids though, man. I don't hate on mids at all. But I know, you know, in the sneakerhead community, sometimes that happens. But why? I, What's wrong with them? I don't. I don't know. I don't see I don't, the difference between the high and the mid. It, it looks the same to me. Jordan never wore mid. Right. So. And he wore he wore lows to the game. He never, I don't think he ever wore a low either. But no, then how come people don't make fun of lows? Them, but for some reason, people are okay with them. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem with mids. I have a <sighs> pair of mids, so you know what it is. Yeah, and my, not my, only my, that, my kids got mids. Mids are coming back. Well, they're not coming back. They're back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I was in Florida, everybody had on Jordan one mids. So would you yeah. recommend? Um, okay, so would you recommend number two? Two questions, guys. Should I get the Jordan mids and should I get the breads or the Royals? Royal blue. Uh, the I'm Royal, telling you, you can Royal. get the red toe Jordan one mids for a great price, man. They're a steal because I, I thought about yeah. it a few times. And, and the low, Royals, and the low is even cheaper for the really? bread. I I, I like yeah. the mids. I don't like the 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 lows. I like in the darker colors. I think they're really yeah. cool. But for the mids, I really yeah. like the royal and the in the breads. And I found both of them brand new on eBay and and box and everything for a hundred and fifty bucks for either or. So I'm like, Ooh, yeah, for that sure. Seems a little too good. <laughs> is that with the with the guarantee? Yeah, the right. Well, I send it to Omar. I'm like, is this legit? Right. I don't even know. And then yeah. there's a few people, different sellers doing the same thing. So I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. If I, I it hundred. It's so funny, right? One hundred and fifty bucks for me on shoes is a lot of money. Like, oh, that's a lot of money. But on, on a watch, I'm like, oh, fifteen hundred. That's yeah, not bad. Desensitized <laughs> to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But anyway, P. Other things, man. Uh, watch the new Space Jam movie, man. Oh, I did too. I LeBron did too. James. It was actually pretty good. I, I wasn't yeah, expecting. I, I wasn't expecting that much out of it because I'm not a LeBron guy, of course. But my daughter loved it. I just thought it was okay. You know. Yeah. So. What did, did your daughter watch the original? Yeah, she seen the original too. So she likes this one better. She likes this one better. Do you think it has to do with the graphics and with, you know, the way that they film things differently? Technology? I just, I, I just think it got something to do with the, the cult, the younger people these days. They just own LeBron. They don't understand. They like him, right? They, right. They don't understand Jordan and you know what I mean? And players like that. They don't understand, but us old guys got to stick to what we know. Right, right, for sure. <laughs> you, you guys know. are old, not me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. Man. <laughs> oh, you you getting there. You getting there. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I, I watched that movie, actually, uh, Space Jam. Um, what did you think? Uh, I don't like LeBron. One. I don't like uh, Yeah, the new one. I don't like LeBron. Like He's a Laker one. now. He's a Laker. So? <laughs> I don't care. Man, to me, he's just such a number one he's a terrible actor number two his hairline is crazy number three um 
I, he's so cocky. He's just so full of himself. I'm the king. Like, okay, whatever, man. Yeah. You're never going to be Jordan. You're never going to be Kobe. No, sorry. Just, nah, that's what it was for me. For me, Space Jam was always a Jordan thing. And this is it just kind of like a, you know, like a lame facsimile of the original. Right. But, you know, I, I check think, it out. I think he's trying to get that Jordan tier of, of love right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, for it's, sure. it's not going to happen. Well, you know why? Because I think he's on his way out. Guy's getting older. He's going to retire probably pretty soon. So he wants to be to that god tier. But it's like, nah, man. No. He wants the LeBron sneakers to be the next Jordans. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. (laughs) People just aren't touching to it. And and my daughter loves LeBron's too. And I'm just like, oh, God. Like the ones with the big line in the back on the heel. And I'm like, you like that? (laughs) Yeah, my That's son had a want. pair of them too. The ones with the Velcro that went back and forth. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what's up with uh, with the Kobe shoes that they make? Uh, the, were they ever big, or after his passing, that they become popular? I mean, I they don't be, know anything. I about think sneakers. I think after Kobe passed, his shoes became more popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't remember him ever being that popular. You know, right? He had his he had his shoes, but that's okay. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, other things for me is a Space Jam movie. I mean, and I finally finished watching Birds of Prey, which is like an an old movie that I I barely watched. Oh, with, that's uh, the that's the Harley Quinn DC. Yeah, it was, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It yeah. was interesting. I mean, it was entertaining, right? Entertaining, but it was kind of. I, I just felt like I wasted an hour and a half of my life because look, I'm I'm so limited on time with everything I have going on. If I watch a movie, it better be a great movie. Something right. that I'm like, yes, that was good. And Space Jam sucked. We watched it because my son wanted, we wanted to watch a movie as a family. And we're like, well, what can we watch Space Jam? All right, cool. I didn't like it. And then Birds of Prey, it was okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's this uh, new Jason Statham movie that came out. I forget the uh, Wrath of Man or something like that. I definitely oh, want to okay. check that out because I'm a Statham fan. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a fan. I'm a fan for sure. Yeah, have Absolutely. you seen his watch collection? He has a Paul Newman in the collection, and he has some other really. MVP. Oh yeah, he's oh, a nice. big watch guy. Yeah, Jason Statham's mm. a big watch guy. Hopefully, has, we'll get uh, him on the show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Statham, Jason, if you're hey, watching, come on the come, show. Come on, come on the show. <laughs> He has a cameo yeah. at the end of the, uh, like a post credit scene at the end of the new Fast and Furious. Oh, don't tell us. I have not. Yeah, I, 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 I need to not. see it. I, need to I see haven't it. seen that movie. Don't, yeah, don't. I, that was my first back to the theater trip. I just went last week to go see I that. saw your so, pictures. Yeah. You had the, your feet up on the chair. I'm like, how disrespectful is this guy? I mean, somebody's right. head you know, is going to. They're recliners. Gonna... They're leather recliners. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. No, I saw mm-hmm. that. I saw that. How was it? Was it Was it good? Uh, I mean, it's, it's the best of furious movie, right? It's a lot of car chases and things are blowing up. It's fun. It's a lot of fun, you know. Okay, It's cool. not deep, but it's fun. Mm. Cool. I, I think it's going to be hard to match it to, like, the original, to, like, the first one yeah. where it was kind of, like, all about the culture, all about the car right. racing culture. And now it's just extravagant. Like you said, right, it's all about explosions and crazy things that make absolutely no sense. Yeah. But at the end of the day... You know what to expect when you go to one of these right. movies. It's just fun. It's just fun. You know? It's just not fun, supposed yeah. to make sense. <laughs> nah. Yeah, nah. yeah. Just enjoy right. it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, where can people find your channel and Instagram and all that stuff? Chilling with watches. Yeah, chilling with watches. Wit, not with wit. Got to get that right. You won't find me. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> same thing on uh, Instagram. Chilling with watches. All one word. 
you know, I'm always there. You can find me anytime. So how did you be, be before we move on? How did I wanted to ask you, how'd you come up with the name? I mean, it, it's so fitting, right? It's so fitting because you're just like a chill guy. But you know, yeah, like I didn't put any thought into it at all. I mean, when I finally decided I was going to make a YouTube channel, I was like, chill and watches. I was like, that is goofy. And like, and just me, I'm like rolling with it. <laughs> I love it. I love it there, there it was. Yeah. So link, right we'll leave the links. Head. We'll leave the link so you can follow them. I'm sure most of the yes, we overlap on, on, on viewership. So I'm sure a lot of people that are watching your channel are watching. Yeah, this, so. I imagine we have share some yeah. audience. Yeah, absolutely. So P? Uh, Ross Wristwatch Love everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. All right. So SoCal Watch Reviews for me on um uh, YouTube, we just hit 3,000 and we just surpassed about like 16 people. So it's exciting. Ooh. It's been over two years of this crap. Yeah, Not crap, but you know what I mean? It's just a lot yeah. of hard work and dedication, it's a slog, and, man. It's a slog, it's, yeah. It's and, and if, yeah, it's nonstop, but you know what? I, I, I love it. I know there was a dark period where I really, 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 and I, I talked obviously to P and Omar and Dave Schwartz about um quitting. And I was just, I was like really close to just like giving it all up and everything. But then more collaboration started coming in, subs started going up a little bit, and and it's just kind of like it kind of motivated him to say, okay, you know what? I may not be the biggest. I don't want to be famous, but I am getting the support to keep going and keep going yeah. and keep going. And, and, you know, just be myself and share my passion for watches. Right. And, and, and do what I do, which is filming and photography and whatever. I mean, it, that's the, if I, if I'm not filming or shooting watches, what else can I be doing? What cars? I mean, I, that's not my thing. It'll be interesting, but watches are just my thing. I love it. You know? So, Hey, right it's on. A super fun way to be involved in the community, to get to know people, you know, to talk. It's a good time. Yeah, no, for sure. And one of, one of the biggest rewards, I think, for everybody is how you become a member of this watch community and you become friends with people. And it's so cool, right? I mean, it's it's not even about how many viewers do you have and how, how, are, you, how are your numbers performing? It's like, how you doing, man? You enjoy yeah. it? And we, we share the same sentiment, right? We all go through this pain process of, editing and doing this and doing that and some of our videos not performing so well and you're like well wait a minute right. i i thought that was gonna do great and then some of the ones that you're like yeah <laughs> it's not gonna do great and all of a sudden they blow up and you're like what the heck all right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's yes, fun sir. to just hit you out of left field for sure for sure but all right man well thank you so much for coming on uh it's been a pleasure uh thank you so much for uh sharing your your friday evening with us and with everybody watching and listening uh any parting words yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. It was a good time. Uh, you know, honor was all mine. Awesome. Yeah, I, I have some parting words. Oh, here we go. Here, we, here right. we go. He's, 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 gonna, he's pulling out the quotes. He's pulling out the quotes. So I just, so I just... Looking back is contagious. Decay and corruption goes hand in hand with the fetism of lack of action. I think you said that before. Did you know what Have it means, I? P? Because I, I, you, you've said it one time, and I try to dissect it, but I'm like, what the no, hell? I, that was something similar. I remember that. Yeah, that, I got it. I actually found myself repeating that one for like right. two days after I yeah. heard you say that. It was I got it from the original Battlestar Galactica. Can't go wrong. You know, what I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to talk sci-fi and Star Wars, P. I don't know what happened. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what this guy here, man. 
Do, doesn't he have like a lightsaber? Pete has a lightsaber in the back there. You, right you guys, here. I got lights. I got Star Wars tattoos. You forget about you do. Oh my god, that's what's up. That's what's you guys up. Could, you guys get to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we need to have you back. And how about this? We do. We do like an episode where you guys like I don't know anything about Star Wars. You guys get to like what watches the Star Wars characters would wear. Uh, anyway, well, thank you, thank you guys for uh, sharing this time with us. We appreciate it. Please, yay, please yay. subscribe to our channels. Give us uh, some support. And uh, thank you guys again and stay humble. Yeah.